when the good times roll, he's one of the guys who gets them rolling, and that keeps him busy. Even as we tried to sit down for the interview, he had yet another fire to put out. They sent me double the size stage I wanted. You know, I guess like I had it all planned out, I had it all designed, and they come to swallow that got spoken for, so we had to swap it out. So here's your big, I don't want a big stage. Oh my gosh, right? Oh my gosh, wow. So just simple stuff like this. Oh, that shouldn't be that difficult to put the little one in there. But you could see guys outside in the parking lot trying to solve that problem as he pulled up a seat next to me. My name's Tom Gullickson. I am the uh, owner, partner in 1860 Saloon, Hard Show Cafe, and I'm also the Seward uh, Business Association president, so I'm part of the, the neighborhood. Part of the neighborhood of the season, Soulard. One of the oldest and best-known parts of town becomes one of the biggest party spots in the country every year during Mardi Gras season. Mardi Gras season in St. Louis, and that means Soulard. The Cajun cook-off, the taste of Soulard, the Purina pet parade, which is the biggest pet parade on the planet, by the way, and then the big shebang, the Bud Light Grand Parade. We're feeling good. Hope you guys stick around. Soulard uh, Mardi Gras has been around here for her, her almost 40 years. I've been part of it for 35. Wow. So I've seen it, uh, it's ups and downs. I've seen the rain, I've seen the snow, but it, I don't care if the sun is shining, people come out, it, it's no matter what. Yeah. So it's a great season right now. And it's very active, uh, getting things planned for uh, inviting you know, 400,000 of our closest friends down for the weekend. And uh, it's an exciting time. But when the partiers leave, the stray beads are swept up and the final bone tomps have roulade, Soulard stays as it has for hundreds of years. In celebration of Mardi Gras in the Cajun capital of the Lou, today on Abbey Eats, we're finding out what it means to be the Cajun capital of the Lou. Why does this historic little neighborhood in Missouri have so much Louisiana flair? What the fleur do we know about Creole? And what is it about this party that makes it feel so never-ending? I think just the uh, ability that it changes every year is exciting to me. There's a new adventure, there's something different happens, there's a new problem or a new adventure, Yeah. and that's exciting to me. New problems, things like stages too big. Something exactly. simple yeah, sometimes. Just, just stage it, uh, deliver the wrong stage to me this morning. But we got, you know, we work it through and we figure it out. Like a lot of St. Louisans, I grew up Catholic. And growing up Catholic, or Lutheran, or Methodist, or non-denominational Christian, or just with a penchant for self-denial, means observing Lent. For some, it means giving up meat, at least on Fridays. Maybe quitting drinking or giving up your favorite food. It is a period meant to make sacrifices, to suffer and repent ahead of the most important Christian holiday, Easter. Lent starts with Ash Wednesday, but before that... You go hog wild and let all your demons out partying and celebrating. That is Fat Tuesday. In French, Mardi Gras. Mardi Gras is the largest party in the world. Yeah. Now, of course, the idea of Mardi Gras is to celebrate, get it all out before Ash Wednesday, before right. you have to give it up for 40 days. Right. So some people go a little extreme, but some people just enjoy it and, and just have fun. And, and those are the people we love and want and we encourage. And it is, it still is. It's not just a big party thing. You may have heard the legend of how in the late 70s, a group of drunk pals walked down the streets of Soulard, St. Louis, tossing beads to make their own fun for Mardi Gras. I think all through the event, you just see the people having fun and enjoying themselves, and it just all feels good. Today, they'd be joining quite a crowd. Hundreds of thousands of people travel to the city for Mardi Gras every year, bringing St. Louis tens of millions of dollars. 
Only New Orleans beats out Soulard. But why has this Midwest Fest kept growing? Tom thinks it's because St. Louis is just easier to get to. An easy day or weekend trip for more of the country. I love New Orleans. I've been down there many times. But it's, an, it's, it's from here, it's 10 hours, you know, and, and we're close compared to these other cities. Yes. But we're in the middle of it all. I think that's really helped us a lot to grow was the fact of where we're located. So You mentioned New Orleans. I was there recently, mm-hmm. actually, for the first time. I'd never been. And one of the first things I noticed was there's a lot of things. There are a lot of things here that remind me of Soulard. The architecture, the ideas around it. It's very similar. You've got to remember the same people settled New Orleans that settled St. Louis. A couple of names you might know. Pierre Lecled and August Chodo traveled up the Mississippi from New Orleans to establish a trading post here. That was to be known as St. Louis. That was in 1764. Thirty years later, a refugee from the French Revolution moved to some farmland south of the city, where many other French people wound up settling down and building up. His name was Antoine Soulard. To see a lot of uh, French architecture, uh, the French uh, mansard roofs, the the, the French um, balconies, and it's all because of our direct connection. And then there's a direct connection with the food in New Orleans as well, and that's not just around Mardi Gras. Soulard is the place to go if you're looking for maybe the more Cajun Creole type of food, too. It absolutely is. One thing about Soulard, it has a great variety of food. But one of it does it. You can get some good seafood here. You get some good Cajun, some good Creole food here. And it's all year long. It's not just at Mardi Gras. We specialize in, in, in that type of cuisine. Um, at 1860s, the Hard Shell Cafe, you know, we have uh, the, the um, Cajun gumbo. We have red beans and rice. We have jambalaya all year long, any day of the week. So it's always available. If you take one thing away from this podcast, it's that Cajun and Creole food are not the same thing. Creole is city food. Cajun is country. That sounds simple, but there's actually some history behind that. Cajun is actually tied to Canadians and the French colonists who settled there, who then eventually made their way south to Louisiana and integrated with those communities. The resourceful settlers and black Louisianans came to rely on a lot of seasoning and smoking for flavor and preservation. Creole food is actually a blend of many cultures that settled in New Orleans, including Spanish, African, Caribbean, and Italian. It'll feature a wider variety of ingredients and creamier sauces. If an otherwise Cajun dish features tomatoes, for example, which aren't native to that area, remember, that means it's then Creole. But what happens when it's made in a kitchen a bead's throw away from I-44? Do you think that the cooks and chefs in Soulard, St. Louis, Missouri, have the authority to really put their own handprint on those recipes we associate so much with other places like New Orleans? I, I think it's like anything else. If it's something good, you share it and it grows and goes somewhere <laughs> else. And that's yes. what it is. No one's, no one's got the copyright on good ideas. It grows. And I think that the same thing with the food. And how do you think that St. Louis has influenced that? Or what's our take? How is our take maybe a little bit different? I I think because of where we're located, you're going to get a little bit of that northern, you know, Mm -hmm. maybe settle it out a little bit. Maybe heartier because it's colder here? Maybe. It could be. Absolutely. And and it it is, um, I'm not sure what what different spices might go in it, but everyone in different areas have different spices they'd like to use. And I think he just, okay, this is good, but we're going to you know, have a little something-something here, and it changes a little bit. But it's still good, and it just, just it might have a little different tang to it. 
some people might say, I used to go to Mardi Gras years ago, but now it's just a giant messy party. Oh, they, they don't come down here recently or don't come down here enough? What do you want people to leave Soulard thinking about this particular neighborhood of St. Louis? I want them to leave thinking, I'm going to go back. That's all I want. I'm going I'm to go back when there's not quite so many people. I'm going to go back when I can sit there in the patios. We have great patios down here during the summertime. Yeah. Yeah, hidden gems. Sometimes you got to go through the back door and out to see them, but there's hidden gems of patios. Great place to dine. And that's what I want people to take away. Oh my God, I had so much fun with this big party. I'm going to go down there and just relax and enjoy the atmosphere and the good food. But it's fair. You're okay with us all acknowledging first and foremost that this is the party capital of St. Louis. I think that's good. I take back what I said earlier. If you take one thing away from this podcast, it's that the actual translation of the word soulard in French, means drunkard. Dory, how would you feel if your last name translated to drunkard? Oh, interesting question. Uh, <laughs> I'd be a little embarrassed, but like, okay, I guess I've got something to live up to or an excuse for whenever I get crazy. Maybe. As you mentioned, <laughs> it was kind of like destiny for Soulard to become... What it is now, I guess. Total destiny, yes. Well, we're taking you out of Sular for just a second here and back into the podcast booth here at Five on Your Side with Dory Almost. Hello. Almost, if almost meant anything. Actually, does almost mean anything? It means elm tree or elm, something like that. Yeah. That's kind of nice. It's peaceful. I was told by my my late grandfather that Lorico means rich man who cries. Hmm. Okay. I'm, Get you a rich man. I was just going to say, or make a rich man cry. You know? <laughs> I'd have to turn him into Larico. I love that. I mean, hopefully there are no tears for you this weekend going into Mardi Gras. I am feeling very festive. I have my pile of beads sitting on my coffee table. No, this necklace and I'm wearing right now is Mardi Gras-esque. It it's is, just yes. A, like, Green and purple. Yeah, like a yep. little statement necklace. Um, went to the dog parade over this past weekend. Mia had an appropriately Mia amount of fun, which was mm-hmm. fun for five minutes and then wanted me to carry her the rest of the time. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm excited for this weekend. But as we mentioned, there are a lot of different places where you can go for a good Cajun and or Creole meal throughout the year. And mm-hmm. let's get to that with some of our news stories for the week, too. Yes. So we've got a list of the four best Cajun and Creole restaurants in St. Louis. This is according to Yelp data. So comments, reviews, etc. Mm-hmm. Four places you can check out in St. Louis. First up. The obvious Broadway Oyster Bar near you have downtown. To go there. Love them. Uh, just down the street, or actually just across the street, BB's Jazz Blues and Soups. I haven't been there, but I, I know they're either. a good time. I'm glad to see that they made the list, though, because now I will feel like if I can't get into Broadway, because that's a problem sometimes, it's so crowded, mm-hmm. I'll just head over the, across the street. Across the street. Um, another one, I had not heard of them, but Evangeline's Bistro and Music House in the Central West End. They're amazing. Yes, True story. One time I went there um, and the waiter just kept bringing it for brunch. The waiter just kept bringing mimosas and kept bringing more Love mimosas. It. it was awesome. I didn't even order a mimosa, but it was fabulous. So the service is Bar, you know, the best in town. But also, if you go there um, on a weekend morning for the Sunday morning brunch where there's live music, I highly recommend it. You definitely need a reservation, but I recommend stopping there for that for sure. Okay. And one other one, Sister Cities in Marine Villa down in South City. I need to try that. I like yeah. the name. Love it. Um, so if you're looking for maybe something a little less crazy boozy. <laughs> this Mardi Gras weekend. A little less soulard, if you will. Yes, exactly. Um 
you can try the alcohol-free pop-up bar. It's returning for this Friday only. It's called the Sands Bar. They were here last year. They're coming back again. Um, This is in partnership with the Wellness Council at the Great American Human Foosball, (laughs) which is on Morgan Ford in Tower Grove South. They are promising you uh, to be able to sweat out the toxins, Mm -hmm. be social, have fun, and play human foosball while sipping on unlimited handcrafted alcohol-free drinks. That's awesome. I know that's something that's really the whole uh, sober curious movement or the mocktails, elevated mocktails, mm-hmm. just non-beer or I'm sorry, non-alcoholic drink options and mm-hmm. social settings. That's becoming more and more of a thing around here. And I think that's really cool that they have something like that. Even if it's on, especially actually if it's on Mardi Gras weekend, because then maybe it'll inspire some people who don't want to drink the night before Mardi Gras yep. to give it a try and realize that they can't have fun without drinking. Or if you're thinking about giving up alcohol for Lent. That's a good one. A have you ever done that? Run. I don't think so. I've I was given thinking up, about it this year, though. Yeah. yeah. I've given up weekday drinking for Lent before. Okay. Which is a weird thing, and it makes it sound like I drink a lot more <laughs> than I do. But when you're working morning hours, you just yeah. want an afternoon beer sometimes. Yeah. And it saved me a ton of money. I will say that. Okay. Um, but this is a place that could take a lot of my money on beer. Yes. Actually. <laughs> uh, yes. So some big news. The um, Side Project Brewing in Maplewood was just ranked the number two brewery in the world. That's insane. That's crazy, right? Uh, and this is not from that. some dinky list, right? No. So this is from RateBeer.com and... My boss, who listens to this podcast, said mm-hmm. that that is a reputable, popular beer website. So not just some no-name place, whatever site ranking them. So Not just like some guy named Jordan Palmer <laughs> writing a blog. Just kidding. That's your boss's name. We love you, Jordan. But no, he knows what he's talking about. Yes, with he this. knows <laughs> what he's talking about because he has a beer blog. Mm-hmm. Um, so the uh, side project wrote on their Twitter page, actually. They said, we are overwhelmingly grateful. And they gave credit to their staff and the local beer community. Very cool. I love that. Good for them. Yes. Um, Side project becoming quite the big deal. Have you been out that way yet? I've been there a few times. I've had side project beer. Yes. I've never been to that brewery, but I need to just spend more time in Maplewood, honestly. They have a lot of their like special releases that are a big deal that people line up for. Yes. That's I think that's what I've tried. One of their, yeah, because they have them in the like kind of wine bottle Uh size ones. Yes. And my cousin is a huge like beer snob and he's the guy who will go and fill up a growler and be like, this is what I've got. And he loves sours and all that kind of stuff. So he's he's always all about that. So good news. More good beer news. I like that. All right. Well, how about we spice things up a Um, little bit? Maybe. Maybe with some tequila. Oh, goodness. How about this? I'm more of a beer girl than a tequila girl. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> uh, Mission Taco is coming out with their own private label tequila. That's really exciting. It is. It's really good for them because it's also with a local spirits brand, Una Vida Tequila mm. from One Life Spirits. Um, yeah, they're local and they're going to be carrying this Mission Taco joint Una Vila Blanco tequila at all of their locations for their Mission Margarita and when they do late night tequila shots, they're also going to have them for that and some of their draft cocktails. Did you know that margaritas account for 70% of beverages sold at Mission Taco? I guess I'm not surprised by that. It should, it's kind of yeah. one of those things where it's like, that's crazy, but they make... 70%. Yeah. I'm not a margarita drinker, but that sounds... Or that's like 
they have a good margarita. There. Yeah, I like it's right. nice and smooth. It's good. So it's kind of it's cool that they're partnering up with some guys who apparently this might be a story actually, Dory, because this um, local One Life Spirits is from some St. Louisans who booked a six month trip to Tequila, Mexico, to interview distilleries and learn more about their process firsthand in order to launch their spirits company just over a year ago. Now they're already wow. partnering with Mission Taco. That's awesome. It's a cool story. We need yeah. to give those guys a call. Give them a call. Take us on your next trip to Mexico. Exactly. Yes, I think we might. Do we have a travel budget this year? <laughs> hey, Jordan. Yeah, exactly right. We know you're listening, Jordan. <laughs> um, all right. Well, how about something a little less appetizing? You oh, yeah. might be seeing a moldy Whopper from Burger King soon. Yeah. Normally, we don't do a ton of national food stories on this because there's so much local food stuff to talk about. But we have to talk about this because it's a an ad campaign from Burger King, where they're going to show you a moldy Whopper. We have an article on KCK.com right now where you can see this picture we're talking about. And the whole thing is because they've gotten rid of preservatives. And so the point is it wouldn't mold if they had all those artificial preservatives in it. Um, They've reached a big milestone where over 400 restaurants don't have preservatives, and it'll be the entire U.S. by the end of the year. So they're working their way. They're changing the product. Okay, that's good because you see those viral campaigns where it's like, we left this fast food burger just sitting yeah. out for a year and it looks exactly the same. And it's you, kind of like, oh, I'm eating that. And yes, that doesn't seem it's very like good. that shouldn't be in my body. Yeah. So I, when I was in high school, I did an experiment for the magazine because mm-hmm. I was a journalist even in high school. And I left a some of our chicken sandwiches uh-huh. out in the bags to see how long they would mold and like expose them to different environments to see what it took to make them mold and mm-hmm. those suckers would not mold it <gasps> oh. was disgusting it was this horrible like oh my gosh and Yuck. it felt so bad because then I would like go back in the cafeteria line and see these lunch ladies who are working so hard to feed us and they gave me yeah yeah I was <sighs> what can I say I don't know. Let's talk about some more appetizing <laughs> stuff. Dory, what's the best thing you had to eat this week? So mine is something I actually kind of made. I like that. But I love was, when you bring your recipes to the it, table here. It's not even necessarily mine because oh. we made it at a restaurant. Jason booked a pie or a pizza making experience. You did that? At Pie Guy. Oh my gosh. I saw advertisements for it and I was like, that's so cool. Yes. Yeah, so this was part of my Christmas present. He surprised me with it. Um, we went to Pie Guy, which is in the Grove, attached to Gazellig. Perfect location, by the Mm -hmm. way. Um, You go in there, and Mitch, who's the owner, he teaches you how to throw the pie crust, knead it out, and then how to properly make a pizza. And you do it yourself. He gives you some to try with, and then some to take home, and then you make your own pizza right there in the shop. Oh, my gosh. It was so cool. Okay, how did your pizza turn out? It turned out really good. I did a half kind of meat lovers and a half basil uh, garlic, and it was so good. Ooh, that sounds really it's good. Really, and their pizza is just really good, even if you buy it there and not necessarily right, make totally. your own. It, it was good. really good. How Any like pro tips for anybody who's going to make pizza at home this weekend? Well, if you want to try to throw your dough, try it with a wet towel first. You can kind of like spin it in the air oh. before you just start throwing your dough up. Give it a little practice. Give it a little practice. But he uses a, uh, a really good quality sourdough so that's what makes his crust mm. really good it's got like a chewy but a crunchiness to it and too. pizza is all about the crust yes it totally is so that was fun it was really cool so i highly recommend that and actually if you have been at the grocery store recently and you've seen a guy throwing a pizza crust up in the air on st louis magazine that's him so it was really cool that's awesome yeah um mine i it's weird to mention Mission Taco twice in one podcast, but it is definitely hands down the best thing I've eaten this week was the um, special seasonal taco. Mm. At I went to the original location on the Loop, which is like 
my favorite, mm-hmm. and it was a spicy salmon taco. <gasps> that sounds and really good. It was so good. So it's just this grilled salmon, and then they had this, um, you know, this kind of hot sauce drizzle over it, and then fried onions, but not the type of fried onions that you put on like your green bean casserole. Okay, they were actually just like really thin little crisps of red onion Ooh. that were like kind of more toasted than anything on top. Oh my gosh, it was so good, that and it was heftier good. than like a normal. You know, their tacos, I think. I can hardly finish two sometimes, right. but that was a pretty big, hefty taco, and it was so good, and it would be an amazing addition to the permanent menu if anybody from there is listening right hint, now. Hint. I love it. <laughs> so we have a fun weekend ahead here in the St. Louis area. As we mentioned, it is Mardi Gras weekend down in Soulard, but there are other things happening surrounding that and just outside of it having nothing to do with it so let's get started with our weekend planner dory so on friday we've got beers bites and beads at the beer garden at anheuser-busch it's a four course meal they're going to be pairing cajun food with anheuser-busch beers um so one example that you can expect there alligator bites paired with bud light seltzer lemon lime yummy that sounds good i've had alligator bites before yes they they really do taste like chicken to me they do yeah but it's kind of cool to be like yeah i got this gator that's (laughs) awesome i know i saw that and i just everything on the menu there sounded Mm -hmm. oh so good like i'm a sucker for etouffee so i need to make sure i get some cajun food in my life because i know this weekend especially especially friday to maybe load up for saturday which is mardi gras Gras. so the parade starts at 11 a.m it goes from bush stadium down to soulard they're going to be about a hundred floats, ten million strands of beads, and this is something they're new. They're doing this year. They're going to be throwing out three, almost four thousand plastic eggs, and inside of those, they're going to have vouchers where you can claim prizes. And those are anything from coupons for free drinks or discounts at different um, restaurants, tickets to some of the party tents, to even signed blues memorabilia. So cool! Yes, I love that because this is a blues theme this year, yes. and it's not just the St. Louis Blues hockey. It's all origin the color blue. It's about like the music mm-hmm. and that kind of cultural blues yes. too. But of course, we're going to have a lot of blues tie-ins. So we know you guys like a parade. We've seen how you parade, so hopefully we'll see a lot of you guys <laughs> out there for the Soulard Parade this year. And then I know a lot of people who listen to the podcast actually work in the industry, so this one's for you guys. Big Daddies in Soulard is hosting a post-parade party for everyone who kind of helped make this event happen. They're not going to have any cover or drinks, and they're also going to have drink specials for anybody who worked in the service industry on Mardi Gras, which I think and is- And they a- deserve it. A hundred percent. They are working long, long hours. Make sure you remember to tip the staff when you go out on Mardi Gras because just because you're impatient and need to pee and are thirsty doesn't mean that you've had the worst day there. There's somebody else who's working really hard to give you that fun experience. And then um, this is something for those of you who want to stay maybe out west or spend Mardi Gras indoors. Third Wheel Brewing Company is having their Mardi Gras party and shrimp boil. So Third Wheel is out in St. Peter's area. They have the shrimp boil is going to not just be your average shrimp boil. They're going to have all the fixins there. Mm -hmm. They're going to have all sorts of drinks on tap. And then they'll have live music all afternoon too. So it'll still put you in that Mardi Gras space spirit. Love it. So how about a different kind of spirit? Football (laughs) coming back to St. Louis. We're a football town again. And it feels good. It does. Caca. Oh, wait. (laughs) You haven't heard that? No, I just liked your caca. (laughs) Like you went kind of high pitched. I'm like caca. And you're like caca. That's my caca. Caca. I don't actually caca. I don't, I haven't worked on it yet. I got to figure out how I'm going to, what's my signature caca. (laughs) Work on huh, it. We yeah. got some time because this not that much time though because of Sunday. Sunday, 
the first home game for the Battlehawks. Um, there's going to be a pregame party at Ballpark Village. Get ready to hear a lot of cacaws going Caca! on there. I can guarantee Maybe it. that's mine. Maybe that's mine. Cacaw! Cacaw! It's, it's kind of like mine. You're kind of stealing mine, but it's okay. Mine sounds better. <laughs> <laughs> um, so head on over to Ballpark Village. They're going to have a viewing party. Fox Sports Midwest will be open for everyone, but there are tickets available for those who are 21 and up where you can get beers on draft, a nacho bar buffet, yep. and parking in a trolley shuttle to and from the dome. That's awesome. I love seeing how into this team St. Louis St. Louis gotten. is so into it. We've we are doing, watched both games so far. St. Louis has made me proud so far with just the past like year of celebrating and you know we yes. we're not perfect but we're doing a lot of we're good doing stuff a lot of good. and we're showing the world that we can do a lot of good stuff too. Yeah. Remember we're gonna have a lot of people in town this weekend for Mardi Gras so behave. Just behave. Don't be nice. Treat Soulard like you would want to be treated or what? how you would want your neighborhood to be treated, you can have fun and eat and drink to your heart's content without making a mess of it. And that <laughs> was my TED Talk. Thank you very much. <laughs> on that note, Abby Eats St. Louis is a Five on Your Side production. I am Abby Larico. And I'm Dory Olmos. Our editor is Shelly Karam. And she did a great job stepping in for you yes, last week, thank by you, the way. Shelley. She is awesome. Our theme music is by Jerome Favi, Olivia Renoir, and Pierre Dubose. Three guys who sound like they would love Marty. They Gop. would love Sular. <laughs> Special thanks to LouisianaTravel.com for some extra help getting my Cajun and Creole straight. Thought I had it figured out, but I just wanted to double check. And to the city of St. Louis's website, actually, for some really awesome Soulard history. I recommend that for some additional reading. Make sure you are subscribed to our podcast. We are out weekly every Thursday, so you don't want to miss a beat. Leave us a rating and review, too. We want to hear some more of those. Pretty, pretty please. Let us know everything you do this weekend by tagging us at Abby Eats St. Louis on Instagram. And this weekend, don't just seize the beads, seize the plate. Ooh la la. <laughs>